Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the New Testament book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Pursue hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A seminary classmate of mine, the Reverend Sarah Hayden, once told the story of how her family came to join their church. A new Presbyterian church was under construction right outside their neighborhood. When the construction was finished and the opening worship service was announced, her father suggested that they go and check it out. They had been like a lot of families. Her parents, raised in the church, fell out of their routine in college or early adulthood. They'd been meaning to get back to it, but then the the kids were born, and they had to raise these babies, go to work, and then soccer games got in the way. This church under construction right outside their neighborhood made them feel like God was trying to tell them something. So the family walked in on the first Sunday the church was open. A man they didn't recognize approached them holding a stack of bulletins by the door into the sanctuary, which seemed normal enough until, instead of handing each member of the family a bulletin, this man just handed Sarah's father the entire stack, saying, You must be the guy who's supposed to hand out all the bulletins. Actually, no, I'm not, her father said. We've never even been here before, and we just wanted to check it out. Well, the man said, you hand out the bulletins. That's how it started. They joined the church not long after. 
Sarah's now a Presbyterian minister. She's married to a Presbyterian minister. I think her family is still a member of that same church. And that's what can happen in a place like this one. You wander in here curious about what this church is all about. And next thing you know, your life goes in a direction you never could have expected. Maybe wandering in here is the first step to take and finding your way back home. Maybe you wander in here curious, and next thing you know, you find yourself in the presence of God. That's how it was with Moses. Way out there in the wilderness, even beyond the wilderness, Moses got curious at the sight of a burning bush. Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the, the bush is not burned up. He was just a curious shepherd. Next thing he knew, he found himself in the presence of God, answering God's call. And that's how it happens sometimes. That's how it was with me. Maybe that's how it was with you. When I was a kid, we just went to church. Do you know what I mean by that? We liked it. Church was nice. My parents taught Sunday school. On the way here on Sunday mornings, I'd read the funny paper in the back of our minivan. When we got here, I'd sing Sunday school songs, maybe listen a little bit to what the Sunday school teacher said. During the worship service, we'd stand up and we'd turn to the right hymns and our hymnals. I'd bow my head and close my eyes when I was supposed to, and I knew... I knew that the service was almost over and I'd finally get to go out to lunch when Dr. Jim Speed stood in front of us all holding up his arms saying words that remind me of our second scripture lesson as his benediction. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Our pastor would say those words, and one day, one day I realized that he was saying them as though I was actually supposed to do them. Have you ever felt that feeling? As though you'd been going through the motions and suddenly you are called to something more. As though what you believe must turn into action. Do you know what it feels like to hear God's call and to realize that God is talking to you? It might start with just a small thing. Maybe a man turned to your father and insisted that he, turn, that he hand out the bulletins. Maybe a preacher stood up and called you to live your faith out in the world. Maybe a burning bush got your attention and next thing you know, you're headed back to Egypt to lead your people out of slavery. Do you know what that feels like? It's a scary feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. If you felt it, maybe at first you... Just wanted to dip your toe in the water, but next thing you knew, you were in. You were all in. 
I feel like that's what happened with Jenny Brogan. You might know that Jenny Brogan is our youth director now. You'll see her face in a video after my sermon. She didn't apply for the job as youth director. She hasn't gone to seminary. I was just sitting in a room with a group of people thinking about how we might respond to the needs of our church's youth group and suddenly we all said the same thing at exactly the same time. We need to call Jenny Brogan. Jenny Brogan would be perfect. Of course, she didn't know that. At least she didn't know that right away. When I called, she said she needed to think about it. When two elders on the session, John Knox and Chris Harrison, called, she said she needed to think about it. Then she had to talk to her husband, Justice. She had to talk with her kids about it. But something kept tugging at her. Something about it was compelling. Since she started, the youth group has grown by over 65%. That's what happens when we say yes. That's what happened when we dare accept God's call, when we dare to walk into His presence saying, Here I am. If you need me, I'll go. I'm scared to death, but I'm in. I'm all in. The same thing happened with our church's food bank. It started with the most random phone call I've ever received. I'll never forget it. I offhandedly said to a couple of staff members, Marietta City Schools just called me. They've been distributing food from the Atlanta Food Bank out of their school buses. They're about to break for summer, and they want to know if we would accept that donation and give out the food in our parking lot. This is a terribly strange request. Will we just become a food bank without any knowledge of how to do it or where to even store the food? The staff and some incredible church volunteers agreed to give it a try. And next thing you know, we've distributed 1.5 million meals. How did that happen? I'll tell you, when we accept God's call, when we dare to walk into his presence saying, here I am, I'll go if you lead me. I'm scared, but I'm in. I'm all in. Absolutely anything can happen. Anything. It's just like the story of how Club 330 got started. It's just like the story of how a Georgia Tech engineer came to be our associate pastor. It's just like the story of you and me and 12 Presbyterians who dared to believe that Marietta, Georgia needed a Presbyterian church back in 1835. Now, here we are today and I am looking at you. Are you in? That's what this pledge card means to me. That's what it means. It means I'm in. It's the chance for us to respond to God, to say yes, and to answer his call. To say, yes, I'm scared because I'm, I'm busy and I'm already stretched too thin and I've never done this before. But if you need me, Lord, if you can use me, then I'm in. I'm all in. 
And so I've filled this form out, tithing 10% of my salary, 10%. That's how we're answering this call. But I want you to know that there was once a man in a small church in rural Tennessee who didn't give 10% of his salary. Instead, he tithed to his church a pig. Have I told you this story? Yes, well, I'm going to tell it to you again. Here it is. <laughs> Presbyterian Church in Linville, Tennessee was like a lot of Presbyterian churches. They're a small church. They were too small to hire a full-time pastor, but a Nashville banker had just retired and felt the call to preach. He took some classes, got certified as what we call a commissioned ruling elder. The two of us became friends. He'd sometimes ask me for advice, but when it came to finances, as a former banker, he felt like he already knew what he was doing. So he was overly excited to kick off his first stewardship campaign at about this time of year in Linville, Tennessee. For the first time, they had pledge cards in the pews. Some people knew what to do with them, but a new member who had been riding his bike up to that small church from his farm wasn't exactly sure, so he pledged to the church one pig. He wrote one pig down on his pledge card. The next day, this Nashville banker turned pastor called me asking for advice. I told him that this situation had never happened to me before. However, there was a man in my church who raised pigs and maybe he'd like to buy it. Well, the Nashville banker had already sold the pig for $2,000 to a friend of his, only his friend didn't want the pig. Could you help me get rid of the pig, the Nashville banker asked me. I called the pig farmer I knew. I put on my overalls and my boots. I drove with them to the, down to Linville to where, the, to where the farm was with the animal trailer on his truck. We eventually got that pig into the trailer, which was the most terrifying experience of my life <laughs> because the pig knew where he was going and he didn't want to go. Despite the pig's objection, once he was big enough, we had a church barbecue. <laughs> I invited the young man from Linville and his pastor. And that moment, I realized that he had given his church $2,000 and had given my church a whole barbecue for the entire congregation. All because he answered God's call. He didn't know exactly what he was doing. He just knew he had to do something. He said, yes. He said, I'm in. I'm scared, but I'm in. I'm nervous, but I, I want to know what God might do through me if I'm all in. My friends, this is the time for you to be all in. For the first time in my experience as a pastor, 
Thanks in large part to the leadership of Reverend Cassie Waits and the committee she works with, adult Sunday school increase, uh, adult Sunday school attendance has increased and it's increased by about 40%. That's just one number. I've seen all the attendance numbers and in every area of our church, every area of our church is increasing in attendance. In every area of our church, we are making a bigger difference to this community. While many churches are struggling still after the pandemic, some studies say that one in four churches have closed or will close, yet our church is growing, having gained more than 200 new members in the last five years, not even counting the crowd who was up here this morning having increased in Sunday worship attendance every year since 2017. Today, our average in-person attendance has increased over last year, but our virtual attendance basically doubles the size of our congregation Sunday after Sunday. Everything here is growing. Our church is growing. God is at work among us. And I'm not trying to say that we've got it down perfect. I'm just trying to say that we are moving in the right direction. And I want you moving with us. So I'm asking you this. Are you in? Are you all in? And I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to guilt you into doing something you're not comfortable doing. When the NPR annual campaign comes on the radio, I just turn the dial. I don't want to have that effect on you this morning. Instead, I just want to invite you to answer God's call. Because when we answer God's call, God always leads us to abundant Moses could have lived out his days tending that flock, the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. Instead, he answered the call of God and he changed the world. Will you answer the call? Will you say, here I am, send me? Are you in? Are you all in? If you are, then take the form. Fill it out and be ready to make your commitment to God the God who is always committed to you. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.